Now, adjust the volume control so that the sound can be heard in all parts of the room. This is the Protect Your Assets Podcast. Mr. Sandman. You get the idea? Bring me a dream. It's on the internet. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Go on. Give him two lips like roses and clover. It's a great program. And tell him that his lonesome nights are over, Sandman. What is it? It's exactly what I need. It's a slam dunk. It's great. It's like no cheese I've ever tasted. Turn on your magic beat. Here he comes. Here's David Hollander. Survey says the number one fear of retirees is running out of money. Many recommend that you just take out 4% from your account each year to avoid that reality. But did you know that this strategy could cause you to run out of money? Well, clear your schedule because for the next hour, I'm going to unveil how the 4% rule could cause you to run out of money in retirement. Good morning. I am David Hollander. And this is Protect Your Assets Radio. For those of you just joining me the first time, you hear the jingle. People around here, all the Giants fans, they call me the Sandman. In fact, I saw Matt Cain yesterday, and he's like, hey, Sam, man, what's up? Anyway, <laughs> that's because I help my listeners sleep well at night by answering their most troubled legal, tax, or financial questions. So I was just talking about this survey that just came out that said that the number one fear of retirees is running out of money in retirement. I want to ask you a question. Would you step foot on an airplane if the pilot told you as you're getting on the plane, hey, there's an 86% chance that we're going to make it safely to your destination? Nope, I wouldn't. (laughs) So one of the traditional rules out there that we come across doing retirement planning is something known as the 4% rule. And that's where you withdraw 4% each year from your investments, your portfolio, your bank account, whatever it happens to be over your lifetime to avoid running out of money. Well, this strategy could be very dangerous because if you follow it, it's possible to actually run out of money in retirement. And that's why you need to listen to the entire show today because we're going to go through this 4% rule. And if you're planning on retiring, or maybe you're in retirement right now, you don't end up regretting it. (laughs) So this 4% rule could actually really ruin your retirement. So find out what you need to know about it. That's what we'll be talking about today. Now let's get started. Dow Jones, another great week, up 0.9%. S&P up 0.7%. NASDAQ eh, down 0.1%, so not bad. 10-year hovering around 1.29%. Flat, saw a little bit of gain this year, but uh, overall we're flat for the week. And oil. 67.96, so still way up there. What's going on? Well, infrastructure, I'm sure you heard about this. The Senate this past week, this is, this again, one of the major pillars of the economy I've been talking about that's supporting the markets, the real estate, everything that's up in value right now. Yeah, we're up in lofty values. You know it. You can feel it. 
Infrastructure spend. So the Senate, this was the Senate now. They narrowly passed. It was 50 to 49. I'm sure you heard about that. That opens the door to the reconciliation process to pass the massive $3.5 trillion spending plan. More stimulus coming. So, however, as you know, there's a road to this getting passed. You got to go through the House and then you have to have President Biden sign off on it. A lot of people say, well, that's a foregone conclusion. They're all the same party. They're going to vote for it. Well, maybe they do. What's that going to do to the economy, to the market, to your taxes? Well, I turn to the bond market because the bond market tells us things. And I think it's time to watch the yield curve again. And this is what we look at. This is something that I look at. I look at something called the 10-year treasury versus the two-year and see what the spread is between those two things to see if the bond market's predicting that we're heading into some trouble. And the best thing that we need to look for, and that was what I'm looking for, is that the yield curve on the 10-2 spread, okay, to begin to go back to where it was in March through May of this year. Now, what is that? Well, it's when the 10-year actually starts to rise a little bit in comparison to the two-year, where we're looking for a spread of, say, 1.5% difference. That's what we're looking for. Right now, it's hovering around... 1.13. Now, I'll tell you why I'm talking about this right now, because this past week, we saw it go from 1.0% spread up to 1.13. So you say, why is he getting all excited about 13 basis points? Well, because that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's something that tells me that the bond market thinks right now that the stock market will continue to do well. And that's good. That's good when you're looking at investing in stocks, particularly in value and cyclicals, which I keep talking about. Now, from an economic standpoint, like I said last week, this week I was looking for a couple of inflation indicators. And that was the consumer price index and the producer price index, because this shows us what you and me are paying for stuff. And either it's high, it's within range, or it's low. And any of those things mean stuff to the Fed, who basically is another pillar supporting the economy, which is do they want to raise rates or not, or take away some of the stimulus. And so the takeaway from the CPI report and the PPI report that we saw this past week was that the markets liked it. Because they both suggested, first with the PPI, that inflation was starting to fade, that it was temporary. But then we saw the PPI come out, which is the producer price report. And that was a little hotter than everyone thought. But it wasn't bad enough. Again, this is like the Goldilocks scenario. right? The porridge is just right. No papa or mama bear showing up. Um, and that's what we're seeing right now. That's what's going on. So that's why the economy this week reflected by the prices of stocks, was pretty good. So here's what we know right now. We know right now that the labor market is strong. In fact, I'd say it's very strong. And we also know that inflation expectations have essentially leveled off. Now, there's still inflation, of course, as I just said. But they aren't 
rising to a level that's concerning to those who control policy. And so I don't think as I sit here right now that either one of those things are going to change the market that much. Okay, so you, you can stop worrying about that. So what should you be looking at? Well, right now, of course, you've heard about this. The Delta variant continues to plague us, if you will. Well, that made sense, didn't it? Variant, plague, hmm. I don't know about you, but you read the Bible much? Anyway, um, <laughs> the key going forward is whether both of these things get out of hand. Uh, I'm talking now about labor, inflation, and corona, also known as Delta at this point, okay? Because if any one of those things start to go one way or the other, Last week, I talked about stagflation. I'm not going to go into that again today. If you missed that talk about stagflation, you've got to go back and listen to my market podcast from last week, PYARadio.com. There, I talk about stagflation. That is something that's important. And if it doesn't materially realize itself, then bottom line is the number of influences that I see on the market right now have really consolidated and simplified in the Fed, COVID, and reflation or stagflation. That's where we are right now. And if any one of those three things disappoint us, then the market will react. And it could be substantial, particularly if two of the three things start to go the way that the market doesn't think they're going to go. It's really that simple. Now, what could cause things to get worse here in the next six to eight weeks? Because I have a lot of questions right now about the market, the high levels of stocks. Next week, I'll get into that a little bit more from a, from a technology, uh, technical standpoint. But right now, here's the outline of that. Things get worse right now if the Fed starts talking more about tapering. In other words, raising interest rates in November. Delta, Delta cases, if they keep rising and cause people to change their behavior and or we see lockdowns, then this is what's going to happen. The economy growth is going to stall. It's going to fade and it's going to start going the other way. And inflation could rise again as well. Any of those things start happening, then you're going to see a 10% pullback in the market. I'm just calling it now. And if two of those things occur, then I'm saying likely 10 to 20% correction. So pay attention. Now, if you own gold right now, you saw what happened Sunday night. We had a flash crash. Where did that come from? You had the medium term price on gold drop pretty substantially. And so the trend right now on gold, if you're a technology or a technical type person, look at tech as a way to gauge stocks. I look at graphs. Well, guess what? It turned neutral on gold. So right now, that's not necessarily the place you want to be spending time in. I'm interested in gas. No, not that kind of gas. Natural gas. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Natural gas has emerged as one of the best performers in the commodity space right now. And so prices have pulled back a little bit from the recent high we just saw. But I expect strong performance in natural gas, particularly if you drink chaga, uh, in the next weeks to months ahead. And so uh, take a look at that. Might be a nice place to uh, 
add some exposure, if you will. Next week, retail sales, leading indicators, and housing starts is what I will be looking at to see if inflation continues to be a problem for us. Are you considering retiring? Well, if so, find out what specific steps you should consider taking right now if you're thinking about the 4% rule. You're listening to the Protect Your Assets show with David Hollander. That's me. We'll be right back. You can ask the Sandman questions and hear this show protect your assets hands-free anytime on your Amazon Echo smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, ask Protect Your Assets to play the latest podcast. Find out more at libertygroupllc.com slash voice. Now back to Protect Your Assets with David Hollander, the Sandman. Welcome back. I'm David Hollander, also known as the Sandman. And you're listening to Protect Your Assets, and you should love your life. Let's talk about thinking ahead. Anyway, uh, love your life. It's a blessing. Think about it. I'd be willing to bet that if you stepped on an airplane and the pilot said to you, hey, there's an 86% chance that we're going to make it safely to the other end, you'd probably just turn around and walk right off that plane. <laughs> I know I would. That's what I would do. I just wouldn't want to be worrying about it as I was up in the air. But guess what? Many retirees are told to follow this outdated rule known as the 4% withdrawal rule when they're in retirement. And the risk is that you run out of money during your retirement. So if you aren't familiar with this 4% rule, it says plainly that you won't run out of money as long as you withdraw just 4% from your portfolio, and you adjust it for inflation every year, of course, and that's it. But did you know that that rule was created in the 90s based on the stock and bond returns over a 50-year period of time? And that period of time was 1926 through 1976. And you know what? If you think back to that time, it certainly made sense for a lot of people at the time. But what about today? These times are so different, aren't they? If you think about it, I mean, the song you just heard, right? That was 1976. I can remember listening to that song in my dad's car and thinking that was a pretty cool little jam. But uh, it still sounds great, doesn't it? But times are changing. And if you think about how they're making music today compared to how they went in the studio, certain types of studios in L.A., I don't know if you know that, had different sounds. And people would rent these studios just to get that sound. Today, you can't do that anymore because the equipment's different. It's all digital. You can try and manufacture it, but it never sounds exactly the same, especially if you have a very in-tune ear to music like I've developed over my years. My hearing doctor says, race cars don't help. Anyway, times change and so does investing. So for one thing, the 4% rule came about when interest rates were, yeah, much higher. Because back then you could get a treasury note that was paying 5 to 6%. I mean, think about that. Federal government paying you 5 to 6%. That just seems so foreign right now. There's no way. The 10-year treasury as of last night was paying 1.29%. 
So I've talked about interest rates rising this year. I think they're going to go up a little bit, but they're definitely not going to go up or rise anywhere near that 5 to 6% level. I don't think. It's my opinion, by the way. So I just don't think that's going to happen in the near future. Because the Fed is putting a put on the stock market right now. They're trying to hold down the interest rates so the market continues to do what it is doing. So that means if you're an older investor and you're looking to stocks to make your money go a little farther, you're taking maybe too much risk, more than you really want to or need to or know that you're even doing. And this strategy works well when markets are good. And let's face it, they're good right now. They just keep going. And maybe we have an occasional dip every now and then. But if your plan is to withdraw 4% from your retirement account each and every year going forward, and let's face it, there's going to be a drop at some point. They just happen. And so when that happens, what happens to your portfolio, particularly if we saw a drop like we saw last March, early April, remember that time? And if you had to take money out of your portfolio and it lasted for a while, and it dropped by, say, 30% or 40%, what does that mean? What does that mean? So if you're just retiring right now, or maybe you're in early retirement and you continue, continue withdrawing the same amount each and every month, it means that you're going to have to sell more of your stocks to pay your bills. And we call this pattern, it's a pattern because you've set it on auto drive. It's called a death spiral in my business. Doesn't sound too good, does it? <laughs> no. And that's because even if the market eventually recovers, your portfolio might not. So you may have to reduce your withdrawals during that time and your lifestyle. Or you run the risk of running out of money. And if you're lucky enough to live longer than you think you will, which is it's happening to a lot of people right now, then you got a problem. Now, you're going to add into that inflation because we have inflation right now everyone's talking about it it's out there it's not going anywhere we just saw it this past week we had the producer price index i talked about that in the, in the market segment at the top of the show if you missed it go to pyaradio.com listen to my market segment where i talk about stagflation and the ppi those are indicators of inflation so what other things should you be planning for if you're in this position of about to retire, thinking about retiring? Well, what about higher taxes? After all, the Senate just passed 50 to 49, $3.5 trillion spending plan. Sure, it has to go through the House and the president needs to sign off on it. But what do you think is going to happen? I mean, who's going to pay for all this? You and me, of course. And what does that mean? What do higher taxes mean to the income you're going to be withdrawing in retirement. It's going to take more of it. So you better have a plan to deal with that. And what are you paying in fees? Do you really know? Is your lifestyle in retirement at risk right now? Well, let's face it. If this Delta variant doesn't go away, and we start to slow down or change our lifestyle a little bit. The economy can't handle it, period. So how are you going to cover your bills and where are you going to take the funds from 
each and every month to pay for these things over a couple years if it's a protracted decline. Coming up next, it's time for our popular They Say segment, where they say if the 4% rule worked all these years, why won't it work in the future? You certainly don't want to miss this one. You're listening to the Protect Your Assets show with David Hollander. That's me. We'll be right back. Well, you got your reasons. And you've got your lies. You can ask the Sandman questions and hear this show protect your assets hands-free anytime on your Amazon Echo smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, ask Protect Your Assets to play the latest podcast. Find out more at libertygroupllc.com slash voice. Now, back to Protect Your Assets with David Hollander, the Sandman. Welcome back. I'm David Hollander, also known as the Sandman. And you're listening to Protect Your Assets. You know, the financial investing world is complex, no doubt about it. It's intimidating. So much so that people become frozen or they end up making some pretty bad mistakes, even missing out. This past week, I sat down with a gentleman who saw it coming last March, sold out everything, sat in cash, still in cash. (laughs) So let's face it, he's making 0.3% on his cash. He wants to know when he should get back in or what he should do. Think about that. How much money has he lost? So the good news is it doesn't have to be that way. We believe that the only solution for something like this is information. You have to have an open mind. Now it's time for one of our fan favorite parts of our show. The They Say segment where we debunk common myths, half-truths, and sometimes just bad advice that they say. Who are they? What do they know that I don't? And what are they saying this week? There's only one man with all the answers. And here he is, David Hollander, the Sandman. So here's one they say. They say if the 4% rule worked all these years, then why shouldn't it work in the future? Well, here's why. The 4% rule is over 20 years old. And a lot has changed since then. Years ago, a top retirement researcher wrote an article about the difference between the market environment when the 4% rule was created and now. And so it's a kind of a good idea to, to review this right now. Wade Fowl, here's how you spell his name, P-F-A-U, P-F-A-U, all right? One of the top experts in retirement research wrote this column for MarketWatch, which says, quote, say goodbye to the 4% rule, end quote. So in it, Mr. Fowl suggests that the rule, which is more of a theory, really, when you look at it, made just too many assumptions based on old numbers that didn't translate to modern markets or modern investors. Then a few months later, Fow and a fellow retirement specialist named Michael Fink 
And David Blanchett published this article you might want to take a look at. This is a study, actually. The title of the study was, The 4% Rule is Not Safe in a Low-Yield World. What are we in right now? Well, we're in a situation where advisors who base your, your withdrawals on historical data could be committing malpractice, frankly. So this topic gets hotly debated in my world. It just does. And every financial forum, we start to jump into it and look at it. The, the, the clear beliefs about this and the way it's going to work are hotly contested. And if you're like me and you don't believe the 4% rule will completely 100% work for you, then you need to think about it. Because really, the way you should think about it is it's a guideline. It's not a hard and fast rule that you follow like, this is it. You know, this, is, this just works for everything. No, it doesn't. Everyone's situation is different. And so I would suggest you use it as a guideline, a point of starting a conversation. But you really need to look at your situation because your needs are different than your neighbors. And I see this all the time. Your friend's doing this or that or the other thing, and then you jump over there and try it. It doesn't work for you. That's a mistake. And so I, I fear that in this world today, a lot of people are, are sucked into this one-size-fits-all strategy. Well, if it works there, I read this or that, well, it's going to work for me. I don't think so. You know, I sit down with some very sophisticated people each and every week. And I look at their situation, and I'll tell you right now, I see this over and over and over again where it just doesn't work for them. It's not going to work, and they don't get it yet until something triggers an event in the future that they just can't see until they're in it. And I meet with lots of people who are in it, and I'm cleaning up the mess. So I'm hearing from retirees and people who are getting ready to retire that they have questions about this. Is the withdrawal rate that they're using, is it working? Or are their advisors working for them? So let me give you some more facts discussed in this article. The safety of the 4% withdrawal rule depends on certain asset return assumptions. What assumptions are you using? Have your returns on your fixed income portfolio, your safe money, have they declined? What's going on with the maturity level on those things? How long are those going to last? Now, when you add to that, the intermediate, real interest rates we're seeing right now, 4% is not happening. Look at the 30-year treasury right now. I mean, that's 30 years out. So when you look at that and you start to calibrate the actual returns on bonds right now, and you compare that to what they were using previously in the study, you find out that there's failure. And this, according to this article, it's 57%. 57%. Do you want to take a 57% chance that your strategy's not going to work? Hell, excuse me, no. Heck no. So that's why you got to do something about this. Now, we're going to have a quick break, but when I come back, 
What's the key to make sure you don't run out of money in retirement? I got the answer for you. It's coming up next. Remember, it always pays you to keep it tuned right here to protect your assets. We'll be right back. Now you can hear this show, Protect Your Assets, hands-free anytime on your smart speaker or Android device. Just say, hey, Google, ask Protect Your Assets to play the latest podcast. Learn more at libertygroupllc.com slash voice. Now back to Protect Your Assets with David Hollander, the Sandman. Welcome back. I'm David Hollander, also known as the Sandman. And you're listening to Protect Your Assets right now. And isn't that name so relevant right now when stock markets are at all-time highs again this past week? When is Humpty Dumpty going to fall off the wall? That reminds me, if you missed any of today's show, and most importantly, the market segment at the top of the hour, where I talk about stagflation, inflation, interest rates, what can go wrong, then go listen to PYARadio.com or on your favorite app, Ask to Connect to Protect Your Assets, and look for the market segment. It's quick, it's easy, it gives you some great commentary on what's coming. On today's show, we've been talking about running out of money in retirement. And I bet if a, you got on a plane and the pilot told you there was an 86% chance you're going to make it to your destination, you would probably turn around and go the other way, right? You wouldn't get on that plane. And last segment, I was talking about how there's a 50% probability chance that you run out of money. I mean, these are statistics that are out there, and this shouldn't be you. Don't, don't fall into this trap. So the key, the key to a successful retirement is... Setting up consistent retirement income that can last the rest of your life. And this involves you taking your portfolio and breaking it into different buckets that accomplish different solutions based on your needs right now. Not what everybody else is doing blindly. Stop the dollar cost ravaging, I call it. So how do you do that? Well, you have to create your own personal income strategy. Let me talk about this. I was talking last segment about a person I met with this past week who, in March, got that feeling. You know, last March of 20, a year ago, got the feeling the market was going to go to zero, sold everything. The bottom, of course, March 23rd. Went to cash. He's still in cash. I mean, we're talking millions of dollars in cash at the bank earning 0.3%. That's really silly, isn't it? Because you've got inflation right now, arguably at 3%. You've got taxes most likely increasing. They've already increased here in California, right? So just to make a dollar grow and last, you got to be beating inflation. you got to be beating taxes. And you got to be make something on it. Otherwise, you risk running out of money in retirement. It's that simple. So one strategy that we're using right now is we are developing laddering techniques with your money to make it last. Now, let me talk about this. Let's say that you're 70 or over right now. 
and you want to create income that's going to last the rest of your life. <clears throat> well, we have one product right now. Again, I can give you all the details of this if you call us. But it's paying 6.05% withdrawal rate right now. Think about that. I have another one where it's paying 5.31%. And it can increase if the market goes higher for the rest of your life. Now, these things are backed by the claims paying ability of these companies that issue these things. But, you know, this is another way to do it. Now, if you need income in five years and say you're 60 or over right now and you're thinking about retiring, one of my strategies can do 7.37%. Another one could do 6.78%. Again, these are withdrawal strategies over your lifetime. So look at that kind of income. What could that mean to your lifestyle compared to what you're doing right now when rates are so low? Well, here's another idea. You could ladder your portfolio. If you don't need income, you just want it to grow, and rates are so bad right now on your fixed income piece, here's what you could do. You could set up a ladder of a three-year, a seven-year, and a 10-year bucket. Again, this is for part of your portfolio. And for the three-year portion right now, we have a MIGA. There's a couple different products we're looking at right now. One's paying a 2.1% on your three-year money, and then one's paying two. That's a heck of a lot better than 0.3 at the bank, isn't it? Particularly if you're worried about the market and what you should do right now. It's a seven-year one, paying 6.1%. Has full return of your premium in the policy. And as a 10-year right now, that could do, again, these are depending on how these markets perform, could do up to 10.8%. Those are pretty strong numbers. So you got to get more information about this. Don't just say, oh, that's it. No, there's a lot more to it. And I just want to give you an idea of what this market looks like right now in a certain area of the, of the market. That's all. There's always opportunity. You just have to know where to look and find it. Don't be lazy about it. I'd like to give a big thanks to the Protect Your Assets team for putting together another great show today. My executive producer and network manager, Kevin Renfer, and of course, all my fabulous producers back there, Fish, Phil, and Brett. Because without my team, I'm just another pretty voice on the radio. You've been listening to the Protect Your Assets show with David Hollander. That's me, the Sandman. Go out and make the rest of your life the best of your life. Calls have been screened. Callers should not expect their conversations with David Hollander on the radio or with staff to be held in confidence. And that legal information provided on the air is not intended to be a substitute for callers hiring their own lawyers to advise them about personal legal matters. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific financial situation. California Life Agent number 0B48569. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. The preceding program was paid for by Liberty Group LLC. The views and the opinions of the host do not represent those of the station or its ownership. You're listening to the Protect Your Assets Radio Network.